0: what's up everybody welcome back to the renderos brothers i am sam i am hollywood mike with double eyes with
1: a double eyes
0: uh thank Ooh. you for joining us we're gonna jump right into it we got our two movies of the week we got trained to busan presents pen uh peninsula yeah and, and boss level uh and yeah so uh let's get into That's it no television shows what no wandavision it's over it's fucking i've been
1: over. watching some shows with
0: nothing,
1: <laughs> nothing that we've been covering all right let's get going
0: Hey everyone. I'm hoping you're having a good week so far cuz I'm not having a good week so far. Why is that? Uh fucking daylight saving time. This past weekend we all went through it once again every 6 months or whatever the fuck we do. Um we jump forward or fall back. This time was spring forward, but I I really fucking hate daylight saving time. Yeah. Cuz it fucks up my sleep, first of all. I love my sleep. Sleep is my, like, besides, you know, everything else, sleep is, like, top shelf, like, for me. Like, I love sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, like, when they, when people talk about, like, oh, you go to Spain and they have siestas, you know, you, at 2 o'clock, everyone's taking naps and just chilling. I'm like, fuck, hell yeah. That's definitely my people right there.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Those
0: are definitely my conquistadors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's definitely a trait they left me with <laughs> i love those fucking naps
0: yeah dude boy do i love I those to fucking naps uh so i mean you know like i just what i hate about it is that we're doing it for no fucking reason people will say They're like we're doing it for like train nope
1: times or some not shit not even no, train what the times. fuck was it? it's like some stupid like fucking delivery type of system S- or some shit no
0: daylight saving time started out out of world war 1 um what happened was the germans thought by well, artificially artificially inflating giving themselves more sunlight they would be able to produce more armaments and stuff like that the austrians or whatever the united states followed suit and it just kind of stuck around kind of here and there it wasn't anything like oh
1: so just the man trying to stick it to us make us work more huh
0: um initially and then there was a bug collector here in the united states um he was also part of the legislative. I think he belonged to the House or the Senate. I, I don't recall very well because I'm just mostly shitting on daylight saving time. And he decided to make it a permanent thing nationwide. And here we are still doing it, it. Yeah, still doing so, it. So, yeah, a lot of people say it's for the farmers, but it doesn't matter. The farmers are going to get up at the crack of dawn regardless of whatever time it is. They are never going to be adjusted to daylight saving time they don't give a fuck they're like sun comes up i gotta go out there don't matter yeah exactly um you know they say it's for the train schedule but guess what we live in the in a day and age now where computers have figured all that shit out we don't have to even think about it you know obviously we have engineers and we have people at stations making sure that everything's moving fine but computers have pretty much helped us figure all that out flights all you know Automated systems, air traffic controllers, all that shit. Nothing matters. They're like, oh, well, we save money on electricity. (laughs) Most studies show either we save a little bit on electricity or we actually spent a little bit more on electricity. And so it ends up being a wash when you really compare study to study. Yeah, of course. So why I hate it is obviously it throws off your internal clock, your circadian rhythm, um, which is really important. To keeping a nice steady schedule that's why it's always so difficult for some people because yeah it's a balance your body's always looking for what we call homeostasis which is a neutral balance like if you go outside and it's cold your body will then release chemicals giving you a little bit of a runny nose and stuff like that maybe giving you goose bumps or goose pimples as some people call it where it'll trap more heat to keep you more warm you go inside and you're like oh fuck. I feel sick. It's not sick. You just your body's giving you time to then readjust, and so then you. A lot of people think like that's why you get sick when you go outside into the cold or you go from cold to hot. No, no. It's just your body releases certain chemicals and acts in a certain way to help you kind of keep a neutral status. Yeah. And you know, for me, every time that we change the uh, hours, don't no matter if we fall back or if we spring forward. I always get really thrown off. Like, I am groggy for about a week. <laughs> uh, and there have been studies that show that heart attacks and car crashes go up the first two weeks of daylight saving times, Um, Because it throws off everyone's internal clocks so badly that, you know, it puts more stress on your body and it makes you less focused.
1: I'm kind of used to it, though. My fucking work hours are always shitty, so...
0: Yeah, so you have a shitty sleep schedule. Oh, so come in at two.
1: Oh, come in at ten. Yeah. Oh, come in at six.
0: And I I'm, I'm, I imagine fuck? for people who have random hours, like it's not as bad of an adjustment. But for people who like work your typical nine to five, yeah, like I'm sure it's tough. I'm,
1: I'm so I'm kind of I've been happy that it happened when I was fucking. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still going on the in. Uh, you're still on the injury Week list. at week three. Uh,
0: still uh, on the bench, coach.
1: Still on the bench. Still can't really walk. <laughs> So it's been kind of nice that it happened at this time because I really didn't feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I know. Dude, I felt it, like, immediately. Like, I was like, fuck, this is torture. No, nah, in
1: fact, for me, I kind of feel more like I finally got to a point where I'm like, I'm cool, you know? Like, I don't even care about fucking work. I, yeah. I, I might not want to go back. No.
0: <laughs> it's comfortable, you know? I don't blame you. Yeah. Um. So that's the sound right there. Oh,
1: let's crack these shits open. Of the
0: beer of the week.
1: Smog city.
0: Smog shitty. Yep. Uh, quarantine Machine, a West Coast-style IPA. Um, you know, it's it looks like a beautiful cover. It's got a nice, intricate, like, Rube uh, Goldberg machine. Uh, it's 16 fluid ounces, one pint, 6.6 alcohol by volume. Uh, it says right here on the can. Quarantine Machine IPA was created out of necessity, a catalyst for creativity and reimagining how we live, work, and play. With notes of tangerine, candied lime peel, and gummy bears— This is the beer you want by your side after a long day of pivoting. So, you know, pouring that into the glass now as we speak. But, yeah, I mean, like, I really have not been a big fan of Daylight Saving Time uh, ever. I was going to say the IPAs. The IPAs. Oh, no, no. We already know how I feel about IPAs. IPAs. Let's give it a pour here. In general. It's a real nice, light-looking beer. Perfect for the Daylight Saving fuckery. That happens. Uh, you know, on, a lot of little nice bubbles. Clear it's clear, uh,
1: it looks almost like a Budweiser type of color, you know, like super fucking light. Yeah, it does. It, it looks I didn't like, expect that. I thought it was going to uh, be hazy.
0: Yeah, there's no haze to it at all. There's no real cloudiness it like to it at all. Yeah. It looks real, yeah. It looks like a piss in a cup. Yeah, it looks like a, a Budweiser. So
1: practically never happens.
0: But it smells really nice. Yeah, it's Like it's smooth, a nice, right? light, kind of uh, refreshing scent. I can't smell any gummy bears. It's, I
1: smell the citrusy in it a little bit.
0: The citrusy, for sure. Yeah, like if I'm
1: smelling the fucking actual uh, uh lime plant, uh, lime tree. Excuse me, lime plant. All right. The uh, fuck?
0: Cheers to almost fifty episodes. Four episodes away. That's right. Cinquenta. Wow. Wow, that is uh actually pretty impressive. I really enjoy that. You know, it's a, it's kind of like a nice little yeah. That's pretty good, man. I yeah. Like that. It's shockingly really delicious. Fucking I fucking mean,
1: super smooth as fuck, too.
0: For an IPA, it's super smooth, not that hoppy. Really, like, like it says on the can, tiny bits su- of Tiny hints of, of hoppiness. Yeah, it's really balanced. It does have kind of like that little bit of like the lime peel notes. Yeah. With a little bit of gummy bear candy sweetness to it. Yeah, It's very it's fascinating. Good. I mean, that's a good beer right there smog city quarantine machine jesus good job boys or yeah. people <clears throat> they came through people with that of there i because i obviously I'm, I'm assuming women will obviously work there that's a stupid they need to make a beer say. that
1: tastes like the white gummy bear only that should be fire pineapple uh yeah the white that that white gummy yep that's my favorite one that's your favorite gummy clear one yeah okay. uh, dude mine's that's is red delicious. and red and green oh uh, nah.
0: all day every day
1: the red one's good but that the clear one
0: that the clear one the pineapple. Bomb, yeah. okay, nice. And you, you gotta go with Black Forest as gummy like gummies. Yeah, oh you know? fuck it. I gotta
1: go I, OG. The, the, I, yeah. the masters of the company that made it, you know? Yeah. Made it fucking famous.
0: Dude, Black Forest gummy bears are my favorite. Like I've I've been very picky about my gummy bears because Not only of Black those Forest. trolleys. I'll skip on the trolley. Oh, the trolley? Yeah, I don't yeah. like them. Or trolley. Trolley. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. What do you got? Uh what do you mean? You want to save that till the end, tidbits?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess not. I've just uh, only, wasn't uh, much going on this week. I've uh, been having a, you know, slow week either way. But um, only tidbit that I know is, is that fucking Sonic the Hedgehog 2 started filming
0: uh, a day ago, I believe. Uh, Sonic so, 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah,
1: I've never seen uh, part one.
0: But I heard it's fun. I haven't watched it either, only because I'm I'm always disappointed. I was by... almost gonna
1: pick it as one of the picks of the
0: week. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm am cool. Hey, somebody, somebody, uh, one of my friends, uh, shout out to Sean here real quick. Sean actually jokingly told me, "Are you guys gonna watch that Tom and Jerry film?" I go, Fuck "Oh no. yeah, dude, I seen that shit too."
1: I was like, "What about Tom and Jerry?" I was like, uh, "Nah, nah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah
0: we're solid." I was on like, I'm and Jerry. cool.
1: I watch it, you know. I'm not gonna tell nobody
0: about it. <laughs> uh, Tom and Jerry to me, uh, not nah, Tom and Jerry's
1: tired. I like that shit.
0: Belongs in the, you know, the halls of my memory, like that childhood, like warmth. I don't need a live action film to fucking ruin it for me, because I'm sure it's not gonna be good. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, th-
1: uh, it's cool. You know, I I'll ch- I might check it out just for the shits and giggles. You know.
0: Yeah. That's about it. Oh, for sure. But I, didn- I mean, I didn't. I don't want to review it. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, good for them. I think, you know, I think it's Ben Schwartz who does the voice of Sonic. He was on Parks and Rec. And, you know, he had the um, the comedy special Ben Schwartz. And I think it was John Mulaney, where, uh, Schwartz and Mulaney, where they do, like, improv on the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and he's a pretty funny comedian. that plays
1: the, I forget what character he plays on Parks and Rec. He oh, plays he plays like uh, Ra, uh, Rafi.
0: Uh, Ra, 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 Ralph, yeah. Ralph, something like that, right? And
1: he's just, Sean, like, a crazy uh, entrepreneur Ralph type Ralph of... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's fucking hilarious? Dude,
0: yeah, he's fucking hysterical, and so <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really happy. I mean, good for him. Congratulations. I mean, I probably will eventually watch Sonic like The Hedgehog because I keep hearing that it's actually heard, yeah, pretty I've, fun. I've heard
1: good things about it too, so that's the reason I was like, man, ah, should I pick it? And I was like, you know, we'll do nah. a we'll do a
0: double header. Actually, no, next week we're covering fucking the four hour goddamn. Snyder cuts, so, yeah. Oh, fuck. We're going to watch that yeah, shit? Yeah, it comes out. Okay. Yeah, no, I, we don't have a choice. We've shit on DC so long. I mean, we got to see- if, I got to see this shit. We got to see if Zack Snyder, Uh, you know, actually- I see how ways. big of a
1: piece of shit this is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, it could be. I don't know. It's getting reviews all over the place. Okay. You know, okay. from like, this is still bad, but better than what Joss Whedon did, or this is actually a redemption for- for the fucking uh uh, series yeah or for the whole dc world for the whole for the franchise series that he's set up yeah but we'll see like i said we have to watch it and i'm going to try to go in there with as little excitement as dc can offer me and we'll see how that goes um yeah so we watched two films this week um because there's no television shows and um the first one is the sequel to Train to Busan. Yeah. Peninsula directed by Sang-ho Yeon who is the director and writer of Train to Busan. Uh, it's written by uh you know the said gentleman and Ryu yong jae uh, it stars Dong-wa Dong Won-gang, uh Lee Jung-hyun, Min-jae Kim, Kyu hwan Ko and Do-yu Kim uh, who plays the brother-in-law Chul-min of uh, Dong Wang Gang's um, Jung Siok. Dong Wang Gang. Dong Wang Gang. Gang um, Gang. Yeah. And so, I mean, honestly, like, for me, like, this movie, there was a lot of things that kind of, it's all over the place, tonally. Like, if you're expecting Train to Busan, let me first start off here. Train to Busan is what I consider top-tier zombie movie storytelling from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beautifully shot emotionally hits all the right tones the zombies you give them a nice little intricate twist where they react to they can't see they're blind but they can see in in daylight and obviously they react to sound but in dark areas they don't respond at all and it really struck a nerve. It really changed things for me. Like, the game had changed at that point with what he had done with the with this previous film.
1: Yeah, yeah, because the zombies just were just... Were, were a different uh, a game, a different game to, to play with, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he put different twists on it, yeah. you know? And so, like... Which is impressive. And, I mean, honestly, at the end, it was such a gut-wrenching story of a father trying to do everything in his power to save his daughter and be able to survive this whole thing. Like, the payoff was strong. So I was really yeah. excited to see. Spoiler alert! Yeah, It gets bit. Yeah, I mean you guys already know we're gonna talk spoilers. I, yeah. I don't even know why we fucking mentioned it at this point. So, um, you know, by the, by when the announcement of Peninsula was happening, I was really excited. I was excited to see what would happen in this story in this world. That yeah, where generated. were they
1: taking it? Where was it gonna go?
0: Yeah, all of that stuff. And so you know, Peninsula How are came out. Match up to this. And uh, we finally got a chance to watch it, and. It's four years later, uh, and then you have the character Zhang. Um, you know he is making—he's a military man who is making his escape with his sister, his brother-in-law, and uh, you know his nephew. And on their escape, you know they run to a family who, you know, they're begging, "Please take us with you." Yeah. And they, they, they abandoned they this family, but I knew that there was something special going on because obviously the camera focus on this family just a little too long. To, to feel like it wasn't like a heads up.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Heads up. You're going to see some of these people later on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, they get on the ship, and unfortunately, uh, Jung, uh, his sister and nephew, end up dying. The brother, Chulmin Min, uh, survives. And, right you know, off the, the jump, too. It's yeah, like right off the jump. That's something
1: else that kind of, I was like, we'll, we'll get into it.
0: You know, and, and, and anyway, so like, he gets sent back to the island. I mean, back to the peninsula of South Korea to recover twenty million dollars in cash because you know things. He doesn't are- get sent back, but I guess he's part of a group, a little gang, and they want to they want to get they want to get paid. Yeah, they want to get paid, and also the people who have been refugees for South Korea have been treated like yeah, shit. So they, got, they get like a small Hong group Kong. of them to, to go over there and get the get the loot, get the loot, get the cash,
1: the cashish.
0: And um, you know, so he goes with uh, his brother in law, and you know, shit goes south. And it's basically escape with the money, escape and get out. Yeah, fucking survive. For survive and, and and you know like, what would you think of this shit? First of all, I was mixed. I was really mixed on it because there are some things that work and some things that don't. Yeah, yeah, like some of the action sequences were really well shot, but some of the CGI that went along with the action sequences was well,
1: fucking shoddy as fuck. Was
0: cartoony as yeah, fuck. It was bad. Which Not good. It, you know which. I get that you know, like especially like you know, Korean cinema. They they do like to to flare things more exaggerated, but because of Train to Busan's reality, like it was yeah, the you world know, of it itself it
1: was, wasn't too too outlandish when it came to like it was grounded. Like, yeah, the way the fucking vehicles moved and stuff.
0: It was a grounded film. You know, it was a self contained story on a train, but it never felt like there was exaggerated action happening. In Train to Busan. Yes. And with Peninsula, they cranked up the action to like 11, which in a different type of, if this was its own individual story, like I don't think it would have bothered me so much. But the fact that it is so tied, I mean, they are even advertising it as Train to Busan presents, presents yeah. Peninsula. So they're like, hey, remember how much you love that last film? Fuck yeah, you're going to dig this one. And it's okay like the, you know the he's trying to do the emotional payoff again um with the story about like the brother-in-law and the brother are survivors to this traumatic experience and in their separation he realizes like he does care about family yeah while meeting a family that is encased and they've been left behind and have made do surviving this hellhole landscape and you're trying to give you know Jung uh, Siok You're trying to give him, like, motivation to to remember what is so important about all all this whole shit, about, you know, doing the best you can, giving your best effort. Even if things don't work out for you, you still got to give it that attempt. Yeah. And it just doesn't pay off that well because there's so many characters and they're focusing on so many different plot devices. The heist, the escape the survival in the fucking, in the zombie cage. The gang, yeah. The gang trying to betray the the, uh, the leader. The leader, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. The the leader is suicidal. Yeah. You know, and he's also then trying to escape using the truck and it's like, okay, you have a lot of fucking spinning plates here. Yeah. Just give, if you want to make this story... The lady
1: and her kids.
0: The lady and the kids. And surviving. And the grandfather who's also going a little bit... Uh, yeah. You know, he's losing his mental faculties. I feel like it fucking
1: started off bad. It's itself As soon as they get into the thing, there's a guy that's fucking clearly infected. And, and clearly starts to fucking lose his shit, and they don't kill him right, right there and then and there. You mean with, mind you, with, they're in a room for like thirty fucking people, and nobody does anything about this guy convulsing right there. Like, like he's come just on. shivering
0: because he's cold. He's <laughs> shivering blue; those blue, <laughs> blue veins in his face. Oh
1: yeah, it just means he's cold.
0: And and the and the has got good circulation. And the mom just not even paying attention to your kid. Be like, no. And the kid go, I don't fucking, my God, yeah, no. There's a but, lot of, it started off bad. I, I was like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? What the fuck is going on here indeed? And so like, you know, but some of the stuff I felt like, okay.
1: Especially in, it's like a fucking military fucking, yeah, like, like a, a military ship. And, and they didn't notice this guy come in sickly as fuck. Huh? Yeah.
0: And then, uh, you know, Sang Ho Yeon, the director and writer of, of, of the films, I felt that he understood the, the love that the West gave his movie Train to Busan. Yeah. So he forced English dialogue in the movie, and for me, I was like, you don't have to appeal to me, baby. Like I think you're a solid director. Like I don't want to take away from how he's directing the film. It's just that the tone doesn't match with what he set up. Right. It's the same reason why I don't. I hate Cars two, but I love Cars one. I've never seen him. Cars One is a lighthearted fucking film, and then Part Two is a spy movie, and it doesn't work in the world they created. So it's the same shit. Training to Busan, you give me this grounded fucking world, and you gut punch me with the emotion. (laughs) And then you're trying to do the same kind of emotional, you know, gut punch. Like you're trying to give me that heavy handed, like emotional family drama, but then you're giving me like this Mad Max esque action. That doesn't fit in the yeah, world like that this you created. Six
1: killing fucking zombies like crazy, yeah, beating them up, all sorts of
0: fucking action, yeah. And, and, and then it, they hop
1: into cars and it's like fucking Tokyo Drift, fucking yeah, Fast too Furious, like The, going the,
0: the little girl and her <laughs> driving skills. I was like, yeah. "Girl, you should be on the Nordberg ring in fucking Germany, <laughs> yeah, busting fuck laps in the fucking Bugatti, baby." Yeah, like, even she,
1: though it was dumb the way fucking. Uh, um, the way the bad guys catch up to them at the end and all that kind of bullshit. It's like get the fuck out of here! Like, yeah, it's too much. It was too much. The movie just—it's uh, overwhelming with all the shit that's going on and it, everything you're trying to fit in. It just doesn't—it doesn't play it, right. It doesn't.
0: It yeah, like and, and the things that do work are some of the moments between like some of the smaller characters, the sisters. I yeah. really liked their chemistry together. Like, I believed this is the older sister getting annoyed by the younger sister, um, but then it also brought up questions. I was like. Where was the older sister in the beginning of this film? Was she with the grandfather and then they like, they caught up? Like I I I'm a little confused <laughs> here with what's happening. This young girl, okay? So she must have been the little baby that they were holding in the beginning exactly. of the
1: movie. Exactly. Yeah, that's who it was.
0: You know, but where did the older sister come from? I don't I don't know.
1: You she know? was still in the car.
0: She oh, maybe she was still in the car. Who knows? You know, but like that's the thing like uh, you know, the 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 mother when
1: The guy also remembers her, like, the last he remembers her fucking face, Yeah. Like, come on. Four years
0: later, me living in Hong Kong, a a place of uh, millions of people, and I'm going to remember this one moment, which I don't know, maybe, but I don't believe it either because it's too much.
1: Because he had traumatic experiences after that, so why would you remember that?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you would forget it. Yeah. The trauma of losing, like, your sibling and your nephew, and, you know, you're now trying to survive in in a world that (laughs) you're not accustomed to i mean you're korean living in china at this point the way the dad starts screaming
1: no, yeah. I was just like, geez, well, I mean, even man. the even the fact I had like taken it too much. at
0: the end of the film after the mother's been shot <laughs> it's in the 10 leg, ten minutes in, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and even at the end of the film when like the mother got shot in the leg and she's like hopping along and she's Yo, yeah, she's, she's she, shooting zombies with the with <laughs> dude, the accuracy. The fucking
1: part where she's stuck in the tr- in the in the fucking eighteen wheeler, she like purposely goes inside. And then, then like, all the zombies come, and she fucking... They're breaking the glass. She she shoots them all real quick and hops out like nothing, starts kicking them. I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's with the the, shot leg already, yeah.
0: The the UN uh, general, right, uh, Major Jane, there's no way in anyone's right mind that Major Jane would be like, no, no, let's hold up and see if the... You can tell me in fucking Smoke Grenade, this woman's hobbling along... She looks like a fucking zombie. Yeah. I would have shot her. I'd be like, nah, yeah, exactly.
1: No. <laughs> I kept thinking that I was like, oh, she's gonna get shot. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought oh, she, she was she's about get to shot. die right now. And they're like, oh no, it's the mom. She's fine. Why is she grabbing her leg like that? Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it on the ship.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, we're not running in a bother checking if yeah. it it's a fucking bite.
0: And yeah, I was, this is, it's yeah. just too,
1: they took it too far, man.
0: Yeah, the exaggeration of it all. Yeah, it's it, fucking it ridiculous. Fit. But like I said, I mean, you know, some the the moments when. Um, Jewel Min was stuck with all the dead, and they had, you know, somehow been able to tie some of the dead together to look like a blob, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, like I thought that stuff was cool. Like I really felt like, fuck, is this dude gonna die like this? You know, like those moments felt tense and they felt real. You know, when they were when they were when they had lowered the action down and just focused on the characters, I think the movie worked, right? Like I understood, you know, um, Captain uh, Seo, you know. You know, after four years of just scraping by with this g- group of people, it's like I just wanna I just wanna end this. I'm done. I'm done surviving. Like this is you know, and he has this glimmer of hope of like I can escape and make this heist. But he could have just been like easily like teamed up with uh, you know, our, our leads and been like, I'll go with you guys, I'll help you guys escape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not oh hold on, I'm gonna make this complicated like gunfire noise and shit like that. Like, no, like it, it, it th- those are the things that don't work and so for me like I ended up on the Renderos Brothers scale <clears throat> we both ended at a 6 because you know it, some parts are entertaining but some parts aren't like it, it's a mess of a movie like yeah. it, it is not Train to Busan if you're gonna watch a movie that you know that has Train to Busan's name in it watch Train to Busan shit even watch the animated prequel Soul Station uh It's a much better film. Granted, it's not as strong. Train to Busan is like the peak of this trilogy of films. Soul Station is an animated film about like the beginning structure of it all. And the story doesn't pay off as well, I think. But, you know...
1: uh, Train to Busan is a different fucking movie. You wouldn't even
0: think that it was the same person that...
1: Made, that made it, yeah.
0: It made the fucking peninsula because it's yeah. way off. Yeah, it's it tonally, it's it's all over the place. it's yeah, wild. Just, it's a wild film. It was, it was like whatever. It was like whatever. Six or you know. Yeah, and then the second film was your pick. Yeah, Boss Level, uh, r- uh, directed by Joe Car- uh, Carnahan, written by Chris Borey, Eddie Borey, and Joe Carnahan, starring Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, out of all fucking people. Naomi Watts, <laughs> Will Sasso, Melas. Uh, Rio Grillo as uh, Joe, uh, Selena Liu, Michelle Yao is in this, Yo, uh, and then uh, Ken Jeong is in it as well. Yep. Um, for me, honestly, like, this movie is about a guy who's living uh, the it's same like the day. The Groundhog Day keeps keeps uh,
1: coming back to, to life because uh, he keeps getting killed uh, or murdered some fucking how by some gang, and he's trying to figure out why. Yeah, and... um, It's like a looping fucking, a loop type of film, you know? But with an action type of twist, which I thought was tight. A little different, a little uh, change of pace when it came to those type of movies that the person keeps reliving the same day over and over and over again. Also, the deaths were nice and gruesome, a little gory. So uh, that's what I enjoyed of it. It's just different than, like, uh, a happy death day. Yeah. I don't like shit like that, because...
0: Well, Happy Death Day is PG-13, but I think, like, a lot of people appreciated the the time-looping kind of narrative storytelling. Like, I think it was less about... Because I, I haven't watched Happy Death Day, but she seems like she's kind of, like, a conceited motherfucker. And then, like, eventually learns, like, maybe I shouldn't be so conceited while also learning who's trying to kill her. At least from what I see from the trailer.
1: Uh, nah, I don't remember anymore because it wasn't oh, well. that memorable, but... Okay. I, I'm definitely never going to watch it again. Yeah. I was just like, the payoff, yeah, Same, seems like, what the fuck? Well, because for what me- the fuck out of here. Like- Like, what's the point of this bitch been dying?
0: You know, and- nothing's changing in the world. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they explain it in the movie, but, Yeah, but you at know. least
1: in this movie, like, you know, um, it gets to a point where it, the the time continues to loop um, so much, or like, the day continues so much that the world's just going to end. Yeah. So that's something that was a different twist to that whole concept of that right, story.
0: which didn't make-
1: yeah, I was like, why why, does, why exactly would it make or, like, the world collapse or, like, time itself? Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, you know, so the thing is, is, like, Naomi Watts plays the ex-wife, um, you know, to uh, Frank Grillo's character, Roy Pulver. And uh, for me, like, the problem that I had with the film, really, is that there was also, like, Train to Busan, just way too much going on in terms of story that didn't even fucking matter, you know? um and also the, the idea that making this a video game type story <laughs> and then weaving it with your son who likes video games yeah yeah, yeah. but halfway down the movie it, it, it really the 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 way it all played out I could I, I was really annoyed
1: cuz it fucking goes with one story and and it you think that that's going in that direction then all of a sudden the kid story pops up and then the whole movie just it it felt like it almost slowed down for me because everything was pretty evenly paced until that whole he fucking finds his son and then he tries to uh, rekindle and and use that time just for his for his kid and and I feel like that changes the the pacing of the story
0: yeah and another thing that I also didn't like is the fact that you know
1: and then it changes again towards the fucking end because now he needs to save uh, his wife his ex-wife So then he has to do all sorts of shit to get that done. And
0: then you realize, oh, you have to actually sacrifice yourself one more time and guarantee that you don't die once you give the world a restart. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Like, he, okay, cool. I will go into the time machine. I will restart the system. And I'll wake up one last time in the beginning of the day and not die and make it to you. And it just, my, I just really didn't care for the story. Like, I think some of the action sequences were really well thought out. I think some of the deaths were really fucking cool. Um, you know, I think Frank Grillo did what he could. I think everybody did what they could. Naomi Watts, it just felt like Naomi Watts showed up just to collect a paycheck. She's like, I'm just here for a check. And then Mel Gibson, I was like, oh, this racist is in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no end bombs or anti Semitic uh, 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 bombs there, Mel? okay, cool. Completely threw me off. I was so not looking forward to watching Mel Gibson on screen. (laughs) Uh, And I got to tell you, he's just there. He's also collecting a paycheck. Um, It seems like
1: it doesn't play the biggest part. No,
0: he has a very tiny part. Yeah. Will Sasso kind of caught me off guard because I remember him from Mad TV. Yeah, exactly.
1: And he ends up being the fucking
0: he ends like, up being a tough guy the, and shit. The number two to uh, you know Mel Gibson's uh, Colonel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I just felt like all these kind of diversions. Like, okay, I wake up in my time loop. I don't know why I'm getting killed, and then somehow he slightly remembers something. He's like, oh wait, oh now I know why I'm being killed. Yeah, like but a clue like or some shit. Like, oh, what?
1: What was I not thinking? But it's like, like we were saying. Um, I guess with with the time just continuing to happen and happen, happen happen, he just starts to to think on other shit. Because, like I said, I said, well, he didn't give a fuck about his kid the whole time. Yeah. All of a sudden, he, this looping shit's happening. Now he cares about his kid. Yeah. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, and so, but you know, but some of the I remember chuckling a bit with um, the guy that he called the uh, the smile. Uh, he called him. Oh smiley. yeah, yeah. And he shoots him with the hook and, like, drags him in the street. Like, come thought, on, get some! Yeah. Get some! I Woohoo! Thought, I thought that was funny. Yeah. You know, and I think there's, like, little moments in this film that really pay off really well. And I think Frank Grillo, he knows how to handle action scenes. Like, he's, yeah, you know, impressive in terms of that. I, you know, and I don't know if it's the writing that, that hurt a lot of the performances in the film for me. But just overall, I was just like, I don't care. But... I'm, I could sit through it I could have it in the background Yeah,
1: it was just a fucking yeah. It's supposed to be a fucking uh, Fun time action movie Just bullshit senseless uh, uh, Just action, you know Just going through it Yeah Not No real big payoff at the end Or, or anything like special Or spectacular It's gonna all you But it was, cool. it was cool It was a good movie It was it a was, it was fun movie just to watch
0: I, I did think they ruined it was a that a fun movie to watch I think they did ruin that joke With uh Selena Lo um, Who plays uh, Guo Yin and she's like, Gua Yin did this, you know, and like they I am Guo Yin, yeah, yeah, and and Guo Yin did this, yeah, and I felt like they ran that joke into the fucking ground, like I thought I was like, oh, it's cool, like she's a little weirdo in terms of like how she thinks, yeah,, uh, and I thought the first couple times it paid out, and then they did it four, or five times in a row with some of the action sequences. <laughs> and I got real tired of it, yeah, <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> even some of the car the car the you the, mentioned that the car chase scene also is like. He's being chased by a fucking Honda minivan and he's in a fucking Hellcat Challenger. Like, how in the fuck is that van keeping up with him? That fool should have smoked that shit off the jump. Like, off the jump. Like, it's a fucking, like, oh, oh no, it's a Rice Rocket minivan. Like, no,
0: no. And I don't think so. They, um, they <laughs> supercharged it, okay? It's
1: just, fuck. It was, that, I thought that was one of the first things that first popped out of me. Like, how the fuck is that even possible? So they couldn't get a better car. A fucking Porsche SUV, maybe shit. Something, yeah, yeah something. Yeah, to make it, it, it more realistic, but you know budgets.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing.
1: That's probably your director's car.
0: But you know, it, for me, Palm Springs and other time traveling films, I think they were able to better use that kind of narrative. Yeah, uh, I think this Palm movie, Springs was a good one, though. Palm Springs was a good one, but I think this one kind of dropped the ball in terms of the the time loop. You know because. It just didn't, I didn't care. You're starting telling me off, I don't know how many times I've woken up like this, but I've died this many times and this many times and this many times and this way. And, and it shows
1: you the number of times, attempts, and all that attempts. bullshit.
0: like, I'm like, you're a fucking video game? Cool. And, and I kept, he- then I, I, what I didn't like also is like, well,
1: it's a fucking movie, but this fool fucking goes from being a regular dude to fucking being a fucking super fucking karate fucking kid. You know what I mean? With yeah. the fucking sword master over here, all of a sudden he fucking chops up that. Like, nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah.
0: And so. <clears throat> so I at don't least
1: know. it would have been at least fucking years and years of time loop for them to have fucking gotten that good, you know? And
0: then you bring uh, Kang Jian for a very small part and he's not even funny in it.
1: He's, I'm a doctor, okay? I don't need to be funny.
0: Yeah, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm an actor now. I can make so, more money than being a doctor. So on the uh, Renderos brother scale, you gave it a 7. Yeah. A 7 out of 10. Yep. And I gave it a 5. I it's- like those fucking
1: uh uh, sense, uh senseless action movies. I love them. I love them. It's just, you know, it's just a fun time. That's what I uh, that's what I'm in sometimes it's that's the what same it's Sometimes true, like a, you need. Yeah, and most of and the no, time no. for me cuz I don't like the fucking I want to be entertained. I don't I got enough to think about in regular life. That fuck it. If I want to watch a movie, I'm just trying to have a good time, you know. I want, it I keeps want all, all taking the, me out of the out of my own world, in a in a sense, you know.
0: I want all the stories, and and, and like I said, nah, I enjoy.
1: I can't. I enjoy a good fucking story. Yeah, but it better be fucking good.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like there was a lot of potential with this film. I think just the way that it was all put together falls apart. And I, you guys got to stop casting Mel Gibson, man. I don't think there's a redemption for Mel Gibson in my eyes, in terms of like seeing him. I'm done.
1: So you're not done with Get the Gringo? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fuck no. (laughs) I'm not not down with any of these films. Like, I just, you know, I mean, you listen to that phone call with his ex-wife, and you're just thinking to yourself, man, this motherfucker. Like, that's exactly how (laughs) I I, I can't. Dudes are
1: clowns, you know, they make a lot of money. They think they got everything, and there it is. Yeah. Expose themselves for the dumb jerk-offs they are. Yeah.
0: But anyways, yeah. So that's those are our thoughts there for the fucking movies. Um, yeah,
1: send us uh, uh, any, recommendations. Any recommendations? Anything that you guys want us to check out? Yeah. What you thought of the of these movies if you saw them? Um, yeah.
0: Let us know. Let yeah. us know your thoughts. You can always reach out to us on our Instagram page. We are the Renderos yeah, Bros. Yeah. Review us
1: also on uh, Apple Podcasts and. Whatever platform you're allowed to, please.
0: Yeah, and you can find uh, all of the links that we have on Anchor.fm/slash The Bros. You can find our individual Instagram pages as Render Me Sam. I am Hollywood Mike with a double I. Um, and that's been this episode's week. Wait, I messed that up. Way off. This that was this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> uh, I told you, daylight saving time Fuck me up. Um, anyways, guys, we're gonna take off next week. We have a, a big ol' fucking, you know, episode. It's the Zack Snyder's Justice Snyder vision, the Snyder cut. <laughs> uh and then we are also going to cover the uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which comes out this week as well.
1: Oh, it does? Yep. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that So,
0: shit. yeah, some some big fucking episodes dropping. I got to uh, finish
1: up uh, watch binge watching. Uh, well, I'm almost done with it already. Snowfall has been uh the show really yeah, yeah. really really good.
0: I I heard excellent things about it. Um, it's on uh, Hulu if you're going to be watching it. Yeah. FX on Hulu. Yep. Um, yeah. For me, uh, I'll recommend Ted Lasso. I watched it. Watch that shit. It is Chef's Kiss. Anyways, guys, stay safe out there. Take it easy. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine, please. Wipe
1: that ass. Wash your hands.
0: All that stuff. Keep your hygiene up.
1: In that order, too.
0: See you guys next week. <laughs> Late. <laughs> Oh, thank you.